On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, Nick and I are going to be talking about all of the new figure reveals from SDCC 19. We've got the cost of the Mandalorian production. We've got Resistance getting Emmy and Saturn nominations. Woohoo! We told you the show was good. We know what the tie dagger looks like now. We're, we're, we may know what the hell is going on with Kylo and the Knights of Ren finally, thanks to a new comic. And of course... It wouldn't be the new Monday show of Star Wars Time Show without the top five Instagram artists of the week. Cue the music, maestro. Welcome back. And yes, as the announcer said, this is now the Monday show, which used to be the Friday show, but now we do it on Mondays. Why? Who knows? It just just go with us. But we welcome you all back to the Star Wars Time Show, your favorite Star Wars podcast, because why? Well, we are awesome. And you guys are awesome, too, for listening. So there you go. It's kind of a two-for-one deal. So as you heard, it's an action-packed show. And Nick and I are like, hey, if we do shows on Monday, you never know. We'll probably still have the same amount of stuff to talk about. And then, what do you know, the weekend goes through, and we have 5,000 things to mention from the Star Wars verse. So, Nick, the first thing we want to talk about, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because, you know what, a lot of people that listen – know about these reveals they probably already bought them mortgaged their their youngest to buy all these <laughs> new toys coming out of sdcc uh, but we did get a look at some pretty cool looking collectibles last week starting with a new darth maul hot toys and hot toys again these are the one six scale the barbie size but they're uh they're releasing a solo style darth maul this was really cool because solo style darth maul is obviously what Lucasfilm and Disney had in, in, in store for Darth Maul moving forward with the Star Wars franchise. Obviously, we've gone over the Solo kind of deal a, a ton on this podcast, so we won't dive into it again. But, you know, one of the signatures of the Solo-style Maul was the new look to his lightsaber. And then also, you know, people may have noticed that Maul's face got a little bit chubbier over the years. You know, he's been eating a little bit more since he's the, the head of a crime syndicate. Ray Park hitting up the Krispy Kreme in between training. Oh, yeah. You know, Maul, Maul's got himself a nice little empire now, so he's not, like, surviving yeah. in a garbage pile. He's a fat cat yeah. running the Crimson Dawn. Yeah. But, uh, dude, th this figure, I'm not going to lie. I mean, someone that collects this scale just recently got into it. Um, I had, a few months ago, placed a pre-order for EP1 Maul because I didn't have one. Uh, so, you know, he looks a little more trim and, and fit. Uh, but and I see this come out, and, and th this happens to any collector. You just go, fuck. Now, do I need two malls? Do I need two malls? Am I going to get them? Do I need them? Do I have to have them? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And he is a, he's a good-looking figure. I, mean, I love the uh, the cloth on him, the soft goods, as they call it in the industry. Uh, it's just it's a cool-looking tunic, robe, whatever you want to call it. We, we can actually get the full shot of it now which we didn't get in Solo. So, good-looking figure. It's going to cost you. I don't I don't know if he's up yet. Probably is, but I would imagine this guy's approaching 300 bucks, And he's dropping uh, a while from now, I believe late 2020, something like that, 2021. But we've got some images out on the site. Go check them out. Uh, another new reveal from SDCC, and this one was directly from the show, Nick. And when we were at Celebration, we saw the Darth Vader version of a figure that's this new line from Hasbro which is the hyper real line 
And now we see that a Bespin Luke is coming. Yeah, CLS for those of us who play Swago. And that's him. This is this is a fantastic figure. Like you said, this is kind of showing off the Bespin style Luke. Got the blue lightsaber, got the utility belt. And really what stands out about the hyper real figures from, from Hasbro is the the face sculpt and the in the you know the detail within the face and the other, you know, parts of the body. I'm not gonna lie here, dude. There's something off it's with this cartoon, right? Right. It feels right. Yeah. like it looks good. Like when you look at the face, you're like, oh man, it looks good. But it doesn't look like they say. It doesn't look hyper real. It doesn't look like I'm. Exactly. I'm looking at a 1984 version of Mark Hamill here. You know, yeah. it, it looks like I'm looking. You're looking at, at like a, anime Hamill or something. Yeah. Like that. You know. So. While it still looks good, I think that they could get away with like a hyper real Vader because there's no human features on yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just looking at a dude in a suit. Um, with Luke, you really do get to see like the visage of a human being, and what really comes through is that it's it is it's like cartoonized a little bit it's it's it, it's a shame because everything else is is damn near perfect i mean it's going to have something like 28 points of articulation for toy photographers out there or just people that like to pose them 13 accessories figure stand uh different types of hands this that this that and the other thing so i don't know i mean let's be real i fucking pre-ordered it Nick. <laughs> i mean like i wouldn't pre-order yeah. it i mean these are the 80 dollar ones too people these aren't the cheapo 20 dollar black series this is these are the Cadillac or the, the Mercedes Black Series, if you will, the Bentleys. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe the face will slightly change on final release, which it, it's still almost a year away. I, I think it's May fourth. Tentative date Hasbro have is is May yeah May the fourth of twenty twenty. So uh, who knows? I'll get them, and if we're still around, you know, if Nick and I are still doing our thing, I'm sure we'll talk about them, and maybe even get a review up on the YouTube channel. You never know. Uh, moving right along with the figures, we also got to look at what many people are considering to be the best yet Star Wars The Black Series premium helmet, and that's because, Nick, it is none other than Boba Fett. Mr. Fett, I mean, we've seen a lot of the Black Series helmets before. One of my friends has the Black Series Kylo helmet that has the voice changer included yep. and everything like that, but this looks like almost movie prop level. I mean, if you look yeah. at this helmet... Just from the pictures that we see here, it looks like they just took it directly off of Jeremy Bullock's head and then took a picture of it for for this release. I mean, the thing looks... <laughs> Give it to me, Jeremy! <laughs> this thing looks fucking fantastic. And then, you know, if you go through all of the different, you know, features within it and how they build these helmets to kind of not just be a showpiece, but also be like a functional piece of, you know, of Yeah, the, to me... It, I would, I mean, and a lot of these, and I believe that I think last year's Black Series helmet was Vader's, and I heard that that was also exquisite. Uh, but as you hit on there, Nick, I believe they are kind of angling these towards cosplayers now. Uh, I know there are people that just collect this line too, but as you said, they, they're becoming very uh, costume accurate. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can. I mean, this even has a, a working targeting meter. Like as soon as that thing flips down, a little targeting comes up, and we never really saw Boba use it in movie or on screen. Uh, but yeah, it, it just is. Is this something? You, know, you not being a collector. Is this something that moves your little meter more than <laughs> an action figure? Actually, like if I was going to, or collect, you just don't give a shit. You don't care about any collectible, like 
Star Wars stuff at least. If, if I was going to collect, it would probably be the helmets. Like if I, I would get all of like I would get the Kylo, I would get the Boba, I would get the Vader, and then like any of the helmets that they released, the the Stormtrooper, the Clone Trooper, the First Order Troopers, because those to me look fucking sweet and they're big show pieces. Right. So like yeah. if I line those up on a shelf or on a bookshelf, people would be like, holy shit, these look awesome. Whereas with the smaller figures, the one six scale, the you know three point seven five inch. Like they're harder to see, and like people kind of have to get up close, and then you have to explain to them. Like if you have, but you don't think it's weird if you're almost forty and you have action figures in a glass case. I mean, on display. I don't know <laughs> if it's weird. You know, everybody has their own little things that they collect, right? <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, you can you can be like, oh yeah, man, that that shit's fucking movie worn, yo. Yeah. That's screen worn. People are like, wow, this Nick guy, he's a player. Yeah, nobody would ever know either. I'd be like, yeah, that's straight from Empire. Empire set. They go to Matt's house and they walk away <laughs> and they're like, yo, man, do you see how excited he gets when he's talking about those fucking Star Wars Barbie dolls? <laughs> I mean, they're literally Barbie dolls. What's wrong with him? It could be a little weird. Yeah. But, but now, yeah, I, I kind of pegged you. There really is, in my mind, really with any fandom, but in particular Star Wars, there's three types of collecting. There's the, the props you know, which this would fall into props, costumes, whatever shit on set. There's the art, which could be official posters, fan art, official art, concept art. And then there are like the licensed goods, in particular figures. Yeah. See, I'm kind uh, so, of I mean, in Star the... Wars. It's, you know, you got your prop collectors, your figure collectors and your art collectors. So at Celebration, actually, I don't know if I showed you this when we were there. But on the last. Oh, yeah, you were you had already gone. So Taylor and I went to my girlfriend to the show floor on our last day. And we actually bought a star Wars art piece, like from the art gallery. So we're going to hang that up in our house. Um, I already have some, some prop lightsabers. So I have the official Disney parks, Kylo. um, And I have a custom saber from saber forge. So I'm definitely more in like the, the props art kind of collection. Uh, good. See, I'm just, I'm just trying to get him addicted to something that's going to tap his, his monetary funds. Like I've done to myself my entire life. Yeah. So I'm deaf. I could, I could see myself getting into like the, the official poster collecting some fan, some like really nice fan art. Like when we say, you know, when we go through the top five and we say like, I would love to have this as an art piece on my wall. Like I'm not fucking around. If some of these people, if some of these Instagram artists were to start selling prints, I would be a buyer. Like you would, you would see my name come through on the fucking square charge. Oh yeah, I would be the guy sitting there saying, "Just send it to us for free." Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll take <laughs> it for free too. Like if you want a little bit more exposure, you want to, you know, uh, yeah, have us right, put right. it up and review it. Grease the wheels, video. people. Grease the wheels. <laughs> ask ask everything, Kylo. He knows what to do. <laughs> and Sir Dork, you know, oh, they're yeah. all over it. They're they're eye for an eye, tit for tat. That's how we roll at SWT. So yeah, this helmet's out there again. This is same release windows at Hyper Real Luke. So you're you're talking probably. May the 4th-ish, 2020. And if you ever see a guy in Austin wearing one, walking around, looking kind of crazy, it just may be Nick. Could be me. All right. We still have more new figures coming out here. And these ones, I don't know what to think about them yet. I love the series they're based on. I don't know about the figures. But it was revealed over the weekend that Hasbro is also launching a line of five-inch figures. So not quite 112 scale or 3.75-inch. Uh, but they're going to be based on Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures, which you know, I mean, if you follow the site, StarWarsTime.net, or listen to the cast, Nick and I both love the series. It, it's one of the best short 
retellings of iconic Star Wars moments you'll ever see. They're just fantastic from top to bottom. But now they're getting a figure line. And just like the show, the figures, too, are styled. So, Nick, just, you know, someone that doesn't collect figures, what was your first reaction to these Galaxy of Adventure figs? I mean, you're like, eh, a little too cartoony, or, yeah, I could kind of get into that. So, I mean, one of the things that I really enjoy about Galaxy of Adventures in general is the art style, the animation style. And I think they actually did a really good job of capturing that with these with these figures, especially the Chewie. The yeah. Chewie looks fucking fantastic. I, I agree, I agree. Um, so, I, I like it. I like what they're going for here, but... You know, is Galaxy of Adventures? I don't know. I mean, is it popular enough to have its own toy line? I, the, I, um, yeah. I mean, being in the space, I would imagine these got a very uh, tepid, or they got probably minimal. Yeah, very tepid. That's the word I was looking for, but I'm stupid. So <laughs> thank you for that. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't really think, and I don't even think Hasbro cared that much because out of all the big stuff they revealed, that these aren't even available to pre-order or anything yet. I mean, you could get the Luke hyper reel, the Boba Fett deal. Uh, I mean, obviously uh, the the Darth Maul. He's not Hasbro, but he's he. I believe he's up already. But these, no, they're not not available yet. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that these are marketed more towards you know parents of young children. These will probably be available at most retailers where like. You know, the Hyper Real and the Black Series helmets really aren't going to be on as many shelves as these will. So if you, ha- you know, if you're a mom or a dad and you don't know that much about Star Wars, but your kid's into it and you walk down an aisle and you see these, you're like, oh, man, you know, these these look different. These aren't the typical types of figures that you would see. So maybe they'll pick them up for younger kids or something like that. You know, I believe they, they already released a few of these, and they're kind of like in plastic tubes. Okay, yeah, so it's... But I could be wrong. I, I'm getting some of my shows crossed here, because I, n- I remember that Evader, but he wasn't stylized like this, yeah. so I'm just going to shut the fuck and up. And these Either are way, pretty cheap, too, nine ninety nine. you know. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie, man. If I see these out in the wild, and they look good in my hand, I'm probably going to snag a few, because they look poseable. I mean, I can tell they've got at least knee joints, foot joints, elbow joints. You could uh, pop I mean, C-3PO's leg off, too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, for a figure that size, I mean, I guess five inches, damn near 112 scale anyways. But I don't know. I, I, I need to see one in the wild. I guess I'll reserve judgment till then. But I can tell you, whoever put the post out on StarWarsTime.net is a jerk-off, because the featured image cut, is awesome. Cuts the head off. <laughs> yeah, the way the, the way the image is cropped is fucking... Pro level blogging right there. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Go Matt Haywood. All right. So that, that kind of gets us through some of the new toys that revealed for SDCC. I mean, quite frankly, Nick, a- SDCC was rather quiet for Star Wars in general. I mean, we know they had the Stormtrooper exhibit, so people finally got to see the Sith Trooper costume screen worn in in person. But but that's about it. I mean, there there is no news outside the toys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Moving on, something that uh, I know you're excited about, I'm excited about, and I bet Bob Iger is excited about, especially when the fall comes around and they turn on the Disney Plus switch, and that is The Mandalorian. And I think it was like a week or two ago, at least since we did our last cast, uh, a report came out that is stating they now know how much the series costs and and what Disney is investing in these long-form Star Wars live-action series. So... Uh, it really, the report here, Nick was saying that this thing's clocking in at ten episodes at 150 million total. Yeah, so about 15 mil a piece. And and as you put out here, 
you know, we thought what HBO was doing with Game of Thrones was impressive. I mean, it, it doesn't even, like, touch it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Game of Thrones had a similar per-episode cost, but if you remember, the last season of Game of Thrones, that's for the last season, only season eight, the last season of Game of Thrones only had six episodes, so you're talking 90 mil for season eight, whereas... Disney, like Matt said, is putting out 150 mil for season one of The Mandalorian. Like, that's $150 million is literally the budget of some comic book movies. Like, some oh, big yeah. ass well, you know what's comic even, movies. You know what's even crazier to think about, Nick? Is that for $150 million, they're going to produce what, what we figure is going to be, what, at least 10 hours yeah. of story? Yeah. As you said, people spend that and more. I mean, they're, they're one of the reasons Solo, you know, people at Disney got all bent out of shape is because of the, the reshoots and the change in the directors. I think it, its budget ended up costing them over $200 million. Yeah, it ballooned a lot as soon as they realized that, you know, they were going to make a director change. I mean, here's what happens when, when shit like that happens. I mean, you still have to pay, you know— Miller and Lord for their work, but you also have to pay Ron Howard for his work. Then you have to pay these actors extra to go in and to come back to the studio space. I mean, doing what they did with Solo, I mean, no wonder they fucking hate it and they're never going to make the next movies because, I mean, they they just were literally pissing money down the drain. Oh, yeah. With decisions that probably should have been worked out before they even started the, the project. But it's just, it's crazy to think that for 200 plus million, yeah, we can get a, a pretty cool movie, but. 150 million they're they're now they're going to turn that into 10 hours and i know it's still going to be on the same level of quality that you'd see in a star wars movie oh yeah especially considering the directors that we're seeing here i mean dave filoni bryce dallas howard uh taika waititi i mean there's a ton of great talent not only behind the camera, but in front of the camera for the show. I mean, you have Pedro Pascal, who's famous for his role in Game of Thrones, but also did fantastic work in The Kingsman 2 and Sicario. Was he in? I think he was in Sicario. I'll tell you what, that guy parlayed his turn on Game of Thrones like a pimp. Yeah, he really, really made the most. Of I mean, he like you said, he got that big movie. I mean, I know he was he was a star in his own right before Game of Thrones, but in terms of like stardom stardom like american stardom i mean let's be real our biggest export is hollywood entertainment they're demigods over here yeah i didn't know who the fuck he was until game of thrones exactly like unless you had seen something he had done prior i mean he was in narcos i believe released right before his run started on yeah but i still think i still think that was post game of thrones yeah so i'm trying to remember i know they were around similar times but like he was able to take that and really spin it into something fantastic. And like, even if you look at, I mean, the other players around him, I mean, Carl Weathers for people who grew up, you know, in, in even my day, I mean, Matt, you're a little bit older than me, but like, even in my day, like Carl Weathers was like a movie star, Apollo Creed. He was in predator. I mean, like this dude was, was a fucking, I mean, dude, back at celebration, that was one of the best moments was having him come out on stage and do his, do the Apollo, his his Apollo deal. I mean, he's fantastic. I I just, I'm so jazzed about the Mandalorian. I mean, I know 2019 is the year of Tross, but I mean, wow. What, what we are heading into my friends over the next, you know, three to five months is going to be pretty epic. I think for star Wars nation. So, uh, I'm excited. Keep the money flowing, as you note in your article here. I mean, I'm sure they'll make that back within the first month. 
of Disney Plus being live. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I love it. I love that the show's getting a second season. I love we got a casting going. I love that they're thinking about another third live action. Keep it going. I mean, all the shit that they revealed for on the Marvel wing of Disney Plus. I mean, come on. Yeah. That is like no-brainer. I mean, if you need to budget your streaming, and I get it, some people will have to, it, cut what you need to cut for Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you have to cut out like yet, yet. Hulu. No, we're, my agent's on the phone with Bob's agent. We're trying to work shit out. All right, Nick, so moving on, we got a uh, pretty cool story here because this is a, a show that you and I, obviously, we dedicated podcasts to. We, we did YouTube series on, and that is Star Wars Resistance. And the reason we dedicate so much time to it is because, well, it's fucking good, right? I mean, it is a good show. But because it's new, it's from Disney, a lot of people kind of discount it. Well, last week we learned that not only did we really enjoy the show, but so did really smart people too, right? High art yeah. type of people because it got an Emmy and a Saturn nomination essentially for best children's program. Uh, that was the Emmy and then uh, outstanding children's program. I forget what the Saturn was called. Best animated TV Yeah, best series. animated series on TV. So those are pretty heavy nominations and ones that I do believe this series deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime a series or any piece of media gets nominated for an Emmy, it's not like, oh, well, this is just good for kids or this is just good for these type of people. It means that it's an all around fantastic piece of media, piece of art that was created by Disney or whoever else made it. I mean, it, we've been saying since day one that this show had a lot to offer. And yes, it may like every TV series, it takes a couple episodes to get picking up. But once it does... Like the, the back half, especially, you know, part two of season one of Resistance is strong as hell. We get to learn a lot about how the First Order built up its, its, its power without the, you know, the greater galaxy kind of realizing it. We got to see really good context into what was happening elsewhere in the galaxy when the First Order finally made its move against the Hosnian system that we saw in TFA. I mean, and not only that, but the characters that were developed and the characters that were brought in from the movies to kind of have cameos in this show really shined. And, and that's yeah, what I really it's like. A bang, it's a bang up series. And, and hopefully now that it's getting this type of recognition, uh, at least from the industry itself, maybe it'll convince fans to give it a try. I doubt it. I mean, we know there are those fans out there these days, Nick, where you, you couldn't do anything but basically just pump out more original trilogy movies over and over and over to make them happy. Uh, but it, I do urge those of you that kind of pass on this one or, or maybe took a flyer on it, wanted someone else to jump on the grenade, if you will. Nick <laughs> and I have jumped on it. A lot of people have jumped on it. The grenade is well worth taking to the face. It, it is a, a really good show. I can't believe it feels like it's been off the air forever, but it's soon going to return here. I think September, October season two is going to kick off. And when that happens, you know, our happy asses will be sitting here every week doing our little recap and Easter egg uh, discussion for the series. So get on it. If you've been sleeping on it, it's well worth it. And now it is an Emmy and Saturn nominee. Yeah. Well uh, worth it. Yeah. So moving on here to more expanded universe type of content content meant to flesh out the films the live action series uh, but we got an announcement nick that we're going to get a new star wars comic that's going to fill in some story that takes place in between tlj and trust 
Yeah, so we're going to have a comic series that, that kind of spins off of what's already out there from IDW Publishing known as Star Wars Adventures. And essentially what they're going to do is they're going to put together a three-part comic arc each month starting in October till December that's going to tell a story or a, you know, a series of stories that's going to bridge the gap between what we see at the end of TLJ and where Tross picks up. Now, this series is really going to focus on uh, two main groups of characters. So we're going to have Chewbacca and the, the um, adventures he kind, of, you know, he kind of goes on to, in the beginning, save his people, go to Kashyyyk, save the, the Kashyyykians and the Wookiees from the First Order incursion that's happening there. And we're also going to have a spinoff of that spinoff that's going to follow our droid characters, C-3PO, R2-D2, and BB-8 as they go on recruiting missions for the Resistance. Um, the, the one good thing to point out here about this series is that it's not going to be like the Dark Horse series or like the Marvel oh, no. series. That's <laughs> yeah, like, no, all you got to do is look at the art, and you're like, eh, yeah. <laughs> I might pass on this. I mean, this, this to me, Nick, would is probably better suited maybe for someone like me that has a younger Star Wars fan in the house. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to share in some new story here. I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but as Nick says, it's definitely a little more uh, sanitized and kid friendly in terms of the the types of visuals you're going to get in the content. Yeah, you're not going to see Chewbacca ripping anybody's arms off or <laughs> slamming people on their heads. Like you're most likely uh, this is going to be a very you know the old force pile driver from Solo and Kessel. <laughs> yeah. I love that thing. Beautiful. But you're not going to get that. This is a very kid-friendly... It's it's labeled as an all-ages comic. So all-ages means that it's going to be friendly towards the younger fans, the even, you know, pre-teenage fans of Star Wars. So you're not going to see pools of blood. You're not going to see, you know, ridiculously violent lightsaber battles or, you know, battlefield moments between the First Order and the Resistance. It's going to be kind of like Matt We'll said, see Porgs, though. You're going to see Porgs, you're going to see Chewie, you're going to see your favorite droids, and then you're going to see some... sound is in my head forever. <laughs> that Dude, the, the scene where the Porg just, like, gets stuck to the window of the Falcon as it's turned, like, in TLJ, it was just ridiculous. Oh, dude, I, I would, I would take, hilarious. you know how they're doing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. I want a series called Chewbacca and the Porg. I think that they could do that might be what this turns out to be like he may yeah. have just like poor companions the whole way because the featured image we get like if you look in the post like one of the the hero images that we get from this comic thread is is literally it's Chewbacca like yeah. coming out from behind bushes to take down these two first order troopers but you have this porg on his shoulder that's just like woohoo go right, get he's it sitting going, Oh man, so. I can hear it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, if, if you're uh, you know tough guy and shit like that, and you're you're looking more for the Marvel comic edge, these probably aren't going to be for you. But it is going to tell a story. I would assume it may be canon based. And uh, again, if you've got little Star Wars fans around, this may be a great little thing to get into. We might uh, have to get uh, Ryan the intern on these because Ryan the intern is a big fan of the Star Wars comic line. Oh yeah, like, uh, I think Ryan the intern retired. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to him. Or he's just he's, he's too lazy or something, but he's definitely MIA, so who knows? I mean, maybe I can get my three-year-old to start doing reviews of these come October because it looks like, yeah, you're going to get an issue for, uh, an issue a month 
from October to December of this year. So yeah, you might. That would be a, a very cute YouTube series. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll throw it in front of her and see what she does with it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. They'd probably uh, be like, "What's this? Why? Why? Chewbacca? Why? Poor. Why? <laughs> why? That's where we're at right now. I, th- I think it's it, it came early, but I am knee deep in the, in the why fest. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm someone I was like, hey, I'll answer every fucking why. Yeah, every Star Wars question you have, I'll give you. A Dude, it's, it's an everywhere, and, and I do. I do the best. Today, driving home is about the weather, and I literally went into. Well, it's because the Earth rotates around the sun, and it also rotates on its axis. So you know, during certain times of the year, the sun's hotter on certain sides of the planet, and this is why we have rain and shit like that. And she's like, "Why?" I said, "Okay, well." Let's, Maybe. let's break that down even further. Yeah, well, physics. There, 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 the there could be a, a a a heat wave coming from the South Pole and cold air coming from the North. But you get it. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? 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 So, <laughs> anyways, moving on. Uh, we we got another Star Wars book, and I always like to collect these when new movies coming out. But the it looked like the front cover of the Rise of Skywalker, the Visual Dictionary, leaked or released. But on it, Nick, there was an image a lot of people latched onto because it was uh, something new, something we haven't seen before. I don't even know if this has been rumored. Uh, it's definitely not the tie Kylo was flying. No, it was not for sure. Uh, uh, but it's we now know there's going to be a tie dagger in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so if you, I don't think this leaked. I think the the pre order finally went up on Amazon. Yeah, that's what I meant. It just it came yeah. out throughout SDCC. It got mixed yeah. up and all that stuff. Yeah, so we see the the front cover of the Tross Visual Dictionary, like Matt said, comes up for every movie. And with this one, we get a look at some of the new shit that we're gonna see. Like we get a look at Ray's new outfit. She's on the cover. We get a look at Jana's energy bow. We get a look at Dio. But like Matt said. The two things that you really want to look at are, one, the TIE Dagger, like Matt mentioned, this new First Order vessel fighter ship that we haven't heard or seen before. And we get a very big, prominent Knights of Ren figure with his Vibro Scythe Blade pointed out as well. Um, what's really interesting about the dagger, if we're going to talk about that one for a little bit, is, is the wing shape. So if it's anybody, got fucking pizzas on it. I yeah, mean, it's a, exactly. it's a Thai fuselage with pizzas on the end, like like Inception pizzas too. Yeah, it's it's pretty because <laughs> it's, it's like it's a got little like pizza on a and pizza. triangles inside of it. Yeah, it's a Thai um, pizza. So what I like, I can't really tell because the scale of this is really hard to see. Because on the cover, it's a very small piece of it. But I put in my write up that. From what I can see, the the fuselage, the the cockpit of this looks very small in comparison to how the cockpit compared to the wing size of like a regular Tie Fighter. Yeah, or um, maybe just maybe the fucking daggers or the wings, whatever they call them, are just massive. Yeah, if it, if it is like that though, like if so, this is like a piece of speculation I threw out there, and maybe I'll pass it by you, Matt, and see see if you latch onto it. So. My thinking was, like, if these are normal size wings, if these wings are the size of, like, fighter wings, and that cockpit really is that small, could we be seeing the first remotely controlled vehicle, like, almost like a drone in the Star Wars universe? The only time we've ever seen it before is in Clone Wars era when they had those autonomous uh, fighters for the CIS. Right. But... Could this be that, like that's a, a very interesting? I mean, honestly, that I, I wasn't even 
thinking you'd take it that way. Because, as you said, we haven't really seen drone-based or fully AI-controlled weaponry since the, the Clone Wars. Um, I don't know, man. That's a very interesting take. Because uh, yeah. I'm sitting there like, well, what, what's so special? What, what is the purpose of this? Yeah, you know, exactly. In, in originals, we always knew that the different-looking ties, you know, tie bombers, they were bombers. The tie interceptors were kind of their, their speed stealth type of ships. Uh, Vader had his tie advance. It was custom built because he was a pimp. I, I don't know. I mean, what, what what do these give you? I mean, are they quicker? Is this supposed to play on the interceptor? I don't know. I mean, Kylo's ship looks like a fucking tie interceptor. Yeah. The one so we've I, seen in the trailer. So, I think it would be. I mean, I think if they if the first order is going in this this direction of like, you know, galaxy wide dominance and, and oppression, then like having a vehicle like this that doesn't rely on human lives or you know beings to 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 function within it like if you lose if you lose a you know a regular tie fighter a regular first order tie fighter you lose the vehicle and you lose the person with this if if a dagger gets blown up and it is autonomously kind of running if it is an ai controlled ship you just lose the ship you don't worry about the manpower it definitely look like they could be kamikaze style yeah and just fly a wave of drones into a you know frigate or something yeah and i mean if you know the we already know that the the first order through this the the means of basically husking out a planet has almost unlimited resources yeah. To to build shit like this. So I thought that that would be cool. Probably not going to happen, but I, you know. I mean, I honestly, th- dude, let's be real. It's probably going to be in a fucking half a second scene during, you know, a space battle. And, oh, yeah. And that's about it. They're just like, like, we, they're like, oh, yeah, hey, can we make a new ship? Fuck it. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll just, let's take a TIE fighter and fold its wings diagonally and just basically make it a pizza. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, go. we know that every Star Wars movie starts in space, so this will probably be like the one first order yeah, ship like, that just like, like flashes buzz, buzz over for two seconds yeah and that's there's it. a dagger <laughs> fuck matt and yeah. nick were so right we'll see <laughs> but i think it could be how, how about that knight of ren right there man i i, I know that's I love the... these guys it, it, you really can't tell where i mean the, do you think Ky, i guess kylo kind of set the tone for their dress code too i mean if he is the the leader of the Knights of Ren, but I mean, it just he. This guy looks like he is a dude that would follow Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, I mean, he's got the mask that's kind of shaped after Kylo. Oh, All yeah. of their masks look yeah. vaguely samurai, you know, and the just the clothing style, the 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 wrist guards on them, and then even that that weapon looks so medieval, like. Right, and it is a, a vibro site, and we have known in the past that anything vibro in Star Wars land means it can block lightsaber blows. Yeah, it can fight up to lightsabers, so don't right, worry so, about that. Yeah, I mean, it might just look like some cheap-ass scythe, but no. This thing's probably going to have some uh, electricity uh, wrapped around it when he's fighting here. So, uh, speaking of a good segue here, let's move into the next topic, which is all about the Knights of Ren. Um, and this one probably was the most exciting thing to me, Nick, that came out of SDCC, and that's revelation that we are going to get 
a comic book series but from Charles Sewell or Soule, I don't know how uh, it's pronounced there. But it's going to be a four-issue comic book miniseries coming in December that will detail the rise of Kylo Ren. Uh, it's basically, here's how Charles summed it up. You know the one story everyone's dying to see about Kylo and the Knights of Ren? That's this. You're yeah. not ready. Hell, I barely am. And I'm I mean, just like, fuck yes. It's about time we get this. I can see why they waited. I can see why this is coming out now. Because as the movies have played out, we didn't really get to the Knights of Ren until now. But, I mean, everybody wants to know. The Knights of Ren, the leader of the Knights of Ren, as he was dubbed by Snoke and TFA. And, you know, this whole story behind not only the fall of, of, of Ben Solo, but the rise of Kylo Ren, as, as Charles Soule has put it. That is what everybody wants to know about this new sequel series. Yes, people want to know about Rey's background, her parentage and stuff like that. But people want to know, like, how did Kylo Ren become this force within the galaxy? And if that's really what's going to be, you know, discovered and, and, and uncovered here in this comic thread, this four issue arc, then I'm all about it. Like, this is what we I was hoping that we would get a little bit of in the movies. But if it's going to be in comic form, like I'll dive right in. Yeah, when you think about it, they, they could have never dedicated any serious time into introducing this part of Kylo's life. So it was probably always going to have to live in something like the comics or hell these days live action that that's a pipe dream i don't think outside of some secondary characters anyone's getting live action from the skywalker saga yeah. uh and that even means old ben as much as that hurts me but you never know but but did so i mean do you think this is going to pick up right from the fall of luke's academy or is it going to be a little bit into kylo's full-on turn or ben's full-on turn uh, I mean, I guess issue one, do we see Ben assume the title of Kylo Ren, that type of stuff? Or yeah. are the, the Knights of Ren already formed and we're just going to get a, a deeper look at what that means, what they do, who they are? Yeah, I feel like with a four issue miniseries, it's probably not going to go back as far as the, the Academy because you are covering a lot of time there. Um, so it could be that we already see kylo as a as a person you know he's no longer ben solo he's going by kylo ren and he's essentially you know he could be recruiting these members of the knights of ren he could be just putting together the organization what i'm hoping is that if it doesn't start at the fall of the of the academy that there's flashbacks to that because i really do want to like see from there like see how ben solo became kylo ren not how not just how Kylo Ren became the leader of the Knights of Ren. Um, but it seems like I don't know how long these these threads are going to be, how long these four issues are going to be. But it seems like if you're only going to have four issues, then it's likely going to be just the story of the Knights of Ren and how they came together. Got you. So maybe just see them gallivanting around and fucking shit up to impress Snoke or something. Yeah, I mean, it could be cool if there's, like... Cause there's always, there was always the assumption that the Knights of Ren came from Kylo's compatriots at the Academy that he essentially turns to the dark side. Um, and if that's the story, it would be very interesting to see at least cuts of that, of, the, of that time period when they were all kids still at the Academy and how 
not only his fall, Kylo's fall happened, but how the other members of this group fell. You know, what, what was their life like? What was their time? Yeah, at the that, that's I, I would like to get almost a full on origin story of how they, it, it came to be, who's who, who's under the mask. But I, I think you're probably you're probably on the on the right track where they're already going to be established as the the Knights of Ren. They're probably already be mysterious identities. They may not even use their actual name, just like how Ben assumed Kylo. And that may be in an effort to maybe keep some surprises for Tross. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also think this is coming out now, Nick, as you said, to fill in a lot of this Knights of Ren story that we've never really seen outside of a flashback in TFA. And I think that's to, to kind of give the non-Star Wars nuts, you know, we're the nuts, but to kind of give them a little bit of, of uh, insights into who these Knights of Ren are, because it does sound like they're going to get a decent amount of time in the story of Tross. Yeah, yeah, I would hope so. So I think this is a fantastic way to... to I, I will in. read this one. I, this is one that I feel like I can't even just blow over because I do think it is so core and fundamentally important to the sequel trilogy. I mean, that's oh, yeah. how... I, I do think the Knights of Ren are going to provide some, at least one big aha moment in Tross in terms of maybe they're linked to Sidious, Palpatine, whatever the fuck we want to call them these days. Or maybe they, they push Kylo or Kylo pushes them away. Who knows? But I, I think they're going to play some sort of big, big role. Uh, a MacGuffin themselves in Tross. Who knows? So I, I, I do appreciate this comic run coming out, but I think it was uh, all by design. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So lots of good stuff here. I'm definitely going to pick it up as well. I mean, a four issue arc is not much for me to read <laughs> so that's good i know that matt and i are not the best readers of the groups you know we, we we lose out on a little bit of content here because of the novels and stuff like that because we're lazy fuckers and we can't read a book but you, you know, have to wonder if it's going to be a typical comic release to where it's it comes out in december and then it extends for the next three months or if it's going to be a, a weekly four-part, or, or if it just all drops at once. So yeah, they just put we'll out see. the whole deal. Right. I mean, Should it's be a full-on four-issue Marvel miniseries. You'd think if they were going the avenue that I was talking about and kind of priming people for Tross, it would be all out at once. Uh, but you never know. I mean, most of the Marvel comics are the every, what, the first or second Wednesday of the month is when new comics typically come out. Yeah. What I'm really interested to see about the Knights of Ren is how some of these guys use the weapons that they're holding. Because, like, if you look at one of the pictures, they got the dude on the, like, the back. Not not all the way on the back, right? Not the guy who's holding the gun. The guy right next to him looks like he's holding the mop. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it is. <laughs> he's like the toxic Avenger, man. He's going <laughs> to fuck people up. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see how these weapons are used because they're very... He's holding the mop. He's, well, there's our one buddy who's holding the vibro site. Yeah, the vibro sword. He's right well, on the Kylo's one. That's the axe from uh, Dryden Voss's deal. Yep. yep the, the one guy, guy. Yeah, I don't know if that's mop guy, but you could also argue he, he looks like he's holding the neck of a guitar. Sort of. It's like <laughs> yeah. little knobs up there. Yeah. You gotta like the dude with the, just a straight blaster. I mean, he's yeah. Like, he's fuck just it. like I just then, got a then gun. Then there's a guy that literally chopped his arm off and replaced it. <laughs> he's like Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, he's just got a full-on arm cannon. So, oh, yeah, look, I mean, they all have got the very similar helmet to their buddy. 
Yep. Oh, look at this shit, Nick. Look at Kylo's helmet. Yeah, this is the cracked helmet. So, wow. This is this is now. This is not old. So this could be implying that maybe in between TLJ and Tross, Kylo really kind of incorporated the Knights of Ren into his leadership his of the First Order. Yeah, yeah, wow. definitely. Wow, okay. Well, that changes everything we just speculated on. Yeah, I know. That that one image, you know, the cracked helmet. I guess I should pay closer attention to details, but, I mean, that's his cracked fucking helmet. So, to me, this was official art that that, uh, Star Wars dropped to announce this. It's on the cover of the the miniseries. So, yeah, dude, I mean, but it still plays into what we were saying with this is coming out on purpose to kind of build up this... Uh, some Knights of Ren lore, and now it makes even more sense. I mean, maybe the rise of Kylo and Knights of Ren is literally going to show what Kylo was up to over this year, 18-month time period between TLJ and Tross with his buddies from the Knights of Ren. I mean, if you think about it, at the end of TLJ, like, he assumes leadership of the First Order, but he isn't really the leader yet. Like, he... The, his rise is to where he is when we start Tross, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, good well, catch. There yeah, we go. Fucking sluicy motherfucker just takes me about four or five days <laughs> it's to, just pick like, up, to pick up the details. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've only been staring at it a little bit. So, right. But right. Yeah, I'm, this I'm is... sitting there like, oh, this is my favorite <laughs> thing from SCCC, and I completely missed the boat on it. <laughs> good job, dude. Way to speculate the wrong we, we thing got there and eventually f- figure it out at the very end all right so talk about speculation uh, we got a great little story from kevin smith uh which by the way nick i don't know if you caught the red band trailer for jay and silent bob reboot but it I looks did. like fantastic lowbrow humor my favorite i type. actually i bought my roadshow tickets already there you go. So they're going to be in Austin November 1st. So I got my roadshow tickets for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Actually, yeah. the last time Kevin went on, on tour, when he went for Red State, I had that one too, and I was in New Orleans for that. So Yeah, no, I, I've, I've always been a big fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, I think I was a fan of his movies first before I realized how big of a, a geek he is with some of the stuff we get into. I mean, obviously he loves Star Wars. I'd say his favorite stuff is is definitely comics, probably DC. I mean, he calls himself Fat Man. Oh, Batman. Yeah. yeah, so... All right. We know him and J.J. are buddies. I mean, he's buddies with all these guys making Star Wars movies. I mean, he went to the TFA set. He went to the TLJ set. And and now he's been to the Tross set. So he was kind of recanting a, a story from the Tross set to IGN, uh, where apparently... He was there on a day where they were shooting the film's final scene. And the way this scene was described to him, Nick, was basically the cast and crew was like, dude, wait till you see this shit. It is going to blow your mind. So here is the exact quote here. Um, So Smith talking to IGN. The crew were like, you have to see this set. And when you see it, it'll melt your mind. But he didn't get to see it. J.J. kind of filled him in like hey dude trust me as a star wars fan guy making this you don't want to spoil this today you want to save this moment with this final shot this final scene is going to be for the theater um so like i said jj you don't want to spoil you want to be in the theater when this happens trust me 
That's uh, so crazy. Right. Of course, Kevin <laughs> Smith passed on it. I mean, he's not an idiot. He he's probably a a fan first, a director second. He didn't want to abuse his his uh, directorial privileges per se. Uh, but dude, so what the hell do you think the final shot of Trice could be? That the director himself is urging people that had a chance to maybe see it get filmed or just the set, basically telling them to trust me. If I could take it all back, if I didn't write it, I would want to see this fresh in a theater for the first time. I mean, it's so it's so hard to try to imagine that because like I, I I don't imagine that the last scene is happening on the the Death Star husk. Like it's not, it can't be there because we already see, we've already seen it. We already right. know. No, it I is. mean the way it's explained, like this is the final scene, final shot, fade the black type yeah. of shit. Like, Here, here's I mean, the only thing I could think of that it's going to be mind melting, and it's, and this may even be too lame. I mean, it, it could be a callback to Jedi, where where she looks out and she sees fucking Anakin, Luke, Ben, other Ben. Yeah. Yoda. Fuck, Qui-Gon shows up. Mace Windu. They're all back, right? They said <laughs> yeah, they want to just... tie the prequels in. You know, they found Mace's ghost hanging out in the, the slums of Coruscant. Oh, dude, you know what would be... I mean, this would never happen. It would never happen. But you know what would be dope? Is we get to the end. We get a cut. We get a, we get a five-year jump. And this this never happens in Star Wars, so it's never gonna happen. But like when you were saying this, like your piece about all these Jedi showing up, we jump to the future, and Rey is now setting up an academy, and she walks into what's going to be the Jedi Council chambers, and then all of those people you said are filling the seats. They're Just like like appreciating what she's accomplished, like they. They're they're not like the masters. They're there just kind of in spirit, like, yeah. look, the good side finally fucking figured out how to pull their heads out of their asses. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, all because of this girl right here. Like you see, all like, right. I, I like that. It's a lot better than mine. I mean, I, I I was still imagining them up in the trees of Endor, hanging out with the Ewoks, and she's she's leaning on something, with, you know, with the fire glow on her face, and she sees all of her her Jedi people hanging out. Dude, yeah, I think no, that that'd be pretty cool. A little flash forward to Ray's new academy, and you know, Anakin's looking on and in approval. Yoda, Luke, yeah. Obi Wan, and maybe dead Kylo. Yeah, exactly. Like all uh, of these. The like, only other thing, if we're getting into flash forwards, and Kylo doesn't, or Ben doesn't sacrifice himself, or Ray doesn't sacrifice herself, what if they fast forward and you see the new Solo family? Yeah, I mean, dude, that would be fucking again. Like, I don't. So I still don't think Raylo is ever going to happen. But I mean, when he when they use terms like it's going to melt your mind, it's got to be pretty shocking. Even more shocking than just like, oh, hey, all the old Force ghosts are back. Yeah, I mean, it has to be something that like nobody would ever think of. Like, yeah, nobody, what if, what if it's mean, revealed? Like, the last shot is a a test tube in Palpatine's chamber and it did have Ray's name on it. And she overcame all of that. She, she literally was a spawn of Sidious and still was a good person. Yeah. That or, type of I mean, mind melter. I don't know. That's why I, I put this out there. I mean, it, in the end, it's kind of a no nothing story, but when you got the director 
and and a super fan and a director himself basically saying the way this thing was set up was it's going to shock the core of longtime Star Wars fans' brains, hearts, souls. Yeah. I mean, what if, I mean, again, I don't think it would ever happen, but like, we know that Kyle, I mean, we know that Palpatine is somehow now able to essence transfer. So, like, say you get to the end of the movie, this whole thing goes down like we, like it's been described the sacrifice from Kylo. You think that that Palpatine is now snuffed out of the galaxy, and then, you know, you have Ray is sitting there touching the body of Kylo. He's dead. Oh my God. He sacrificed himself for the greater good. You walk off, you, you see the, the Ray walk off, and then there's like a zoom in on her eye. And it turns the Sith colors. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I, I love it, but it ain't going to happen because they said this is it. Like, yeah, no way they would leave. I know you can't that leave it type open. of a cliffhanger. Would I want it as a fan? Fuck. Yeah, I, I would take another trilogy with these characters and build on the stories. It doesn't sound like we're ever going to get that. Maybe, you know, 20, 30 years from now when Disney sells it to new Disney for 80 billion yeah they'll do it but oh yeah i mean that that would be fantastic but i I, it's it's got to be something that melts your mind but melts it in a way where there's still closure on the core skywalker saga tale yeah yeah exactly so it can't be anything like palpatine still here it can't be like anybody is still yeah yeah right like it it, everything the 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 conundrum's been solved it's got to be kind of future-looking, end on a very high note, I think. As in, yeah. all right, we, we've we accomplished this nine-movie arc, this nine-story arc with all these characters. They all came together to get it done. Here's the big hoo And that's, it's just escaping me what the hoo is. I Dude, don't know. It's just going to be all the Force ghosts come together like Voltron and fucking right. slash and then, down. Yeah, they start <laughs> fucking singing, and then it turns into a like a Broadway spectacle. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I trust Kevin Smith. I trust J.J. clearly. And I, I just really like the, the, the story that Smith told because it, it, that's the type of stuff I love to hear because you get nothing, but you can allow your mind to just start going nuts. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. what the hell could this mean? It's going to melt your mind. And I would say that's exactly how I want the last Skywalker movie to end. I want it to stun me really throughout, but I want the ending to make my jaw drop and literally just go, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa, exactly. Whoa, like, I physically what? cannot get up from my seat. What? Like, I like have to that, just... That's how it ended? Holy shit, yes. I can't wait to come back and then the, the next few hours and watch my second, my third, and my fourth. So, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to do an opening weekend tripler for this one, I think. Yeah, I know. It almost yeah, calls uh, for it. Like I'm definitely going to do early night, next day, maybe take a break, and then do like a Sunday. Yeah, uh, I agree. So yeah, I think Trust is going to be a tripler. Yeah, it's it's a lot to look forward to. I mean, I don't – and the thing is, is like even though Kevin's put something like this out here and, you know, I trust Kevin implicitly with his, you know, opinions on Star Wars – like, I don't think it's, like, I still don't think we're in overhype land yet. Like, he's not like, oh, my God, it's going to be, like, you know, because he, he didn't like even said, see it. I mean, no, all he, he did was say, listen, I was on set. They were shooting the final scene. It, it sounded like it was going to be so damn epic that they did me a service by telling me not to watch. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm really, like, I'm excited, but I'm, like, healthy excited for where this is going. I, I really can't wait 
like now it's just like what the fuck can it be it's just gonna be like seven months of me sitting right. here or like five months of me sitting here like what the fuck's gonna happen yeah it's like, weird <laughs> i mean there is this this is a movie where i i think uh, there's gonna be a decent amount of people going in with low expectations or distrust and that that's not gonna be me i'm going in expecting the world and i think it's gonna pay off i, I really do not think i'm gonna walk out of trust disappointed in yeah. the least neither do I. I mean I didn't walk out of TLJ disappointed I remember when I walked out and I hit up Nick and he's like oh dude I don't know I mean you know and I, <laughs> I, I was devastated I was like what what was I on did, did I take the wrong drugs or something I mean <laughs> was he not on drugs what's go do you have to be on drugs to like this <laughs> uh, but no I I, I, I enjoyed it and I, I think Tross is going to blow it out of the pond I mean I, I think when it's all said and done TLJ is going to be the uh, the least best I'm not going to say the worst uh, the least best of the of the sequel trilogy, and I hope Trost takes number one. But yeah, if TFA yeah. Re- remains number one, that's all right because uh, it's it's a pretty swell movie to bring back Star Wars to the big screen. All right, yeah. dude. So we, we kind of worked our way through all of the Star Wars news topics, toy topics, this, that, and the other thing. So it's that time of the cast to sit down around the fire and talk about our friends on Instagram. And those friends, those are our Star Wars artists, like. Everything Kylo, who, by the way, is shipping me my uh, Disney's Galaxy's Edge theme park exclusive figures. Thank you, my friend. Sir Dork, who is super fan one and a half, <laughs> for talking about us on his his videos, making crazy-ass, fiery-infused toy photography. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we love you guys. We love this community. You guys have shown us that you are enjoying us as well. We keep growing. I think we're probably going to hit a 1,000 followers on IG probably within another week, week and a half, if that. And that's because of you guys and girls yeah. and, you know, just enjoying what we enjoy. And that, that's other Star Wars fans sharing their passion for the franchise through artistic means. Yeah. All right. So I lay them up throughout the week. I, I go through Instagram. I'm looking at the Star Wars Time Show hashtag. I'm looking for people that physically tagged us. And I'm just looking for Star Wars art in general, toy picks or traditional art. I lay them down. Nick lines up the top five. And that's exactly what he did for last week, which, again, we're, we're kind of transitioning from Friday to Mondays. We're talking about the week of 7-12 ending 7-19. All right, Nick, so let's go ahead and, and get into your choices for the top five. Yeah, so number one here, first up on the list, and again, these aren't in any particular order. It's not like the first one we go through is the best, and then the last one's number five. No, these are just all picked out, and I just dropped them in the post. So first up, we have a beautiful, beautiful mashing of two figures, like you put it here, Matt, by by Dork Lord Collectibles, at Dork Lord Collectibles on Instagram. I don't even know how this is achieved, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the inspiration for this shot. Yeah. Uh, this is it, it almost, it looks like a still from Star Wars Rebels when Vader fights Ahsoka mm-hmm. and she cracks his mask. She cracks the mask off, yeah. And she what I can't like, even but, fucking yeah. comprehend here is how Dork Lord somehow composed this shot using the Hot Toys Anakin figure and the Hot Toys Vader figure. I mean, clearly there's some intense digital manipulation going on here. But you uh, can't but, but, even tell. Yeah, like, dude, it, it's, it's, it's fucking next level mind-boggling. Like, this to me 
is you know master level it's almost like animation or vfx work it's not even like this is photoshop i mean i'm so fucking dumb i don't even know how to figure out layers and mask in photoshop and here you got dork lord somehow making it look like hot toys made a fucking figure of darth vader from star wars rebels when he got his mask cracked yeah i mean this is like this looks like a real figure i mean this doesn't look mashed no, yeah, it doesn't. Like when I when I saw you, you know, when I saw your caption saying it was a mashup of two figures, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like I couldn't tell. Like I look at this, there's no seam, there's no clear part of this image that is taken from one and then added Even the to shadows another. where the edge of the mask are showing where it's exposed. It's like, come on. I mean, Dork Lord has to be some sort of of art major or or have taken classes. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so Dork Lord, I know I think you hit us up on the on the original IG post when we when we tagged you for the top five. But if you're listening to this, like, how did you do this? Yes. Is this is this obviously this is digital manipulation of some kind? But like, this is almost the, the best mashup of two images that you could ever. What, imagine. what is your magic here? Like, <laughs> like who do you subscribe to? Are you a a devil worshiper? Like, what is this stuff? <laughs> Yeah, I don't so, even know how you, I mean, th- this to me is like some sort of itchy, witchy cat's ass, like hocus pocus. Yeah, this is, I mean, like you said, you this know, is like quick change. He's like just jam their heads together and it somehow ended up like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a beautiful shot. And like you, you know, you mentioned it harkens back to that fight where Ahsoka finally realizes like, holy shit, this is yeah. Anakin. This I think she not, knew deep down, but yeah. once she got that visual confirmation, it, you could see that it just killed her. Yeah, it was. It was and it hurt him, too. I mean, he, he, he could, as, as angry as he was still trying to be, you could tell. There when, was still humanity. In right. There. When when he saw her with his own eyes and realized that she now knew it, I, I think it affected him. We, we all knew deep down that Anakin was a very sad, sad man. Yeah, in, exactly. in his In his electronic husk he, he was not a happy guy but that's also what made him so fucking powerful yeah he just turned that sadness into hate and suffering and mal yeah just beautiful so it's a beautiful composition here by at dork lord collectibles i mean blew it out the fucking water yeah so if crazy. we move There's on like to the next science one. going on in that shot i can't figure it out yeah it's just like it's magic it's not even real digital manipulation the guy's just a magician yeah um, next up, we have a, a shot of a figure that we rarely ever see. I mean, for those of you who played the uh, Nice Old Republic 2, the Dark Lords, you know this character, Darth Nihilist. For those of you who play Swago, Darth Nihilist is also included in there. Oh, yeah, but like, man. One shot out- killer. I love that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, I, he's still in my arena team. Very, he's like very the powerful. One Punch Man. I don't even know who the fuck yeah. One Punch Man is, but that's what I always think about when you, you, you get that power fired up for him because it's literally, oh, yeah. it, unless you're going against a raid boss, that once you get his One Punch, it's, so over. it's a fucking One Punch. I mean, it's yeah, straight exactly. up One Punch. Exactly. Like, if you can survive long enough to get the Annihilate off, you're like, okay, now this is winnable. Like, this is winnable no matter what. But um, so we have a Darth Nihilus here, right? And this is From done 301. by yeah, and, and I believe, I believe this is a custom to boot, Nick. That's what I was gonna say. So, like you said, the in the Star Wars time capture, boy, we need a six inch Darth Nihilus after seeing the shot from Gree Zero One. So, like, what do you think was done here to kind of create this figure that we see, bro? I I'm always amazed 
by the custom toy space. I mean, I know a few casts ago we were talking about the the bootleg stuff. I guess you could call these bootlegs, but a whole different type. It's literally fans make molds for the head. Like I would assume this head here, Nick, they had to make a mold from something or literally just sculpted it out and then started making molds from the sculpt. Uh, the body's probably a mashup of other 112 scale figures. I don't even know if there's, there probably are Star Wars figures. I mean, there could be Darth Vader arms on there, maybe Kylo Ren body, Luke body. I don't know. I mean, it's it's very impressive. It even looks like a soft goods cape. Yeah, it does. Uh, the hood looks plastic molded, but, uh, I mean, overall, looking at this, unless I told you, you wouldn't know that this was probably made by some dude in a shed or in his house, in his craft room, his light room, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is just fantastic work. And I mean, I really do like, you know, Gree, if you're listening again, let us know how you did this because this is a fantastic, not only shot, because if we look at the shot, obviously you have Darth Nihilus as the central figure, but it's a, you know, the atmosphere, it's raining, and then you get the smoke coming off of the lightsaber, you know, showing where the the water is hitting the saber, causing these smoke trails to come up. I mean, the figure itself is impressive, but also the composition of the shot and, and just like the way that it captures like the, the visceral nature of, of the lightsaber. And yeah, Gree always violence. has some pretty action-oriented shots. Uh, as you said, good atmosphere. It uses practical, practical effects sometimes. Can't tell here if these are all practical. I'm assuming some of them are digital, such as the smoke trails on the lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, the rain very easily could be a, a spray bottle or even just dust kicked up to make it look like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a badass shot. Like I said, I want this fucking figure. I mean, bring it on. Uh, you know, why not? We, we got a Revan figure officially. Yeah. You know, yeah you just l- need let's to... get into this guy. I mean, I, I would take a Treya, too. I would yeah, take just, a Scion. Let's get the Triumvirate going. Yeah, the whole the whole Triumvirate, the whole Old Republic Triumvirate. I mean, like, if you want... here, Here's a, a tip for you, Hasbro, with your Black Series line. You want to blow it out the water? You want people to go nuts? Release an Old Republic line. Like, release a line yeah, that's Malik, got... Yeah. Bastilla, like, all of the Jolie. dark side figures, all of the light side <laughs> figures... I mean, come on. This is a no-brainer. Well, it's like know. you and I, we, we, we've been with these guys for a while now because of how heavily they're used in Swago. But, I mean, it's like I, I know Old Republic characters better now than I did when I played the games. Yeah, exactly. Just because i got to farm their dumb asses every single day. I know. Juhani, <laughs> Karth, Candorous. Uh, yeah. Then you had to get these assholes through the raids. I T- mean, T- Darth Nihilus was a bitch farm. Scion's yeah. a bitch farm. Treya is a raid reward. Ah, Yeah, I know. But they're great. I mean, and obviously, I think they'd make great figures as Gree is showing us with his uh, custom Nihilus here. But great shot, great figure, great effects. It's a trifecta. It is. It's beautiful. Um, next up, I always love when I can feature Legos, especially Legos like fucking... This one here, and this is from an, an Instagram account. It's it's not a name. It's just a series of numbers. So it's at 030079AR. That's the Instagram handle. And this shit looks like it literally came out of a Lego movie. Yeah. So, I mean. That's what 030079R. We'll just call him 03 for now. I mean, he kind of specializes in these. 
uh, super action-heavy, stylized Lego shots. And what he's been doing now, I don't know if you've ever gone just check out his account, Nick, but he, he's now uploading a lot of his process, so he'll give you the finished shot, which we see here, uh, but then he'll upload the original. And a lot of times, Nick, when you look at the original, you're like, holy fuck, this guy is a digital master. I mean, he, he's kind of like Dork Lord here. Yeah. Where, I mean, the, the the raw original shot is just some Legos on sticks. Yeah. Nothing. Like, there's no debris, no lights, no laser bolts. And then he, he kind of shows each pass that he makes with the effects. So the toning and atmosphere gets added. The explosions get added. The blasters and then finally visors and final finishing. Uh, so I, I love that Zero Three starting to add more of this process. But always in the end, he can take what looks like a, a plain shot without the effects and really turn it into, as Nick said, a, a cinematic-looking piece of art. Yeah, I mean, this was... It really just stands out, too, because... Like you said, all of the all of the cinematic effects that he adds in, the layering, the coloring, but then also when you see that in conjunction with a Lego figure, like we've seen so many times from others who have been featured on the top five. I mean, Lego Star Wars Tong is one of the ones that we've talked about recently, and you know, there's a ton of fantastic Lego photographers out there. I mean, this is just taking it to the cinematic level, like I said, and man, it's just so cool to see what you know is essentially a half-inch tall figure look as badass as it does. I mean, it's just really fucking cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, they, they their arms move up and down, their legs move forward and back, and their heads turn sideways. That's about it. But uh, 03 always manages to make them look like they're alive and typically kicking a ton of ass. Yeah, so fantastic work here. At zero three zero zero seven nine A R A B C D E F G. Oh yeah. So all of these are linked in the in the top five posts on StarWarsTime.net as well. So if you're following along, you don't remember that string of num- numbers and letters. Just go to the top five posts on Star Wars yeah. Time and then click that little link E-T to phone their phone home. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, I'm a fan of Troopers. This last shot here was a trooper, Lego trooper. Next shot we have here is clone troopers. This Rex, I'm always real bad at the fucking clone. No, these are actually Nick. These are just, these are also custom figures and they're custom arc troopers. Arc troopers. Okay, here we go. Um, So there's a guy out there. His name's Dean at DTG underscore figures. He makes some insane custom figures, uh, specifically a lot of gnarly looking troopers. So yeah, that's I mean, what this, Josh is shooting here, but it's just, it's an awesome, I, I initially picked the shot because I, I like the pose. Uh, yeah. I like that it's not super flashy. It looks like there's just some atmosphere aerosol going on here. It's just a fun pose. I mean, he didn't really need wires or anything, but he's got this art trooper choking out a droid kind of questioning him. Yeah. But really, it's just the, the figures drew me in, and and just looking at the, the custom details, and I can tell as you were leaning towards, I mean, a, a lot of the build on these custom arc troopers are stemming from the Rex figure himself. Yeah, and uh, I mean... The, the soft goods here, you can tell he's wrapping them around the legs. That's Rex's skirt. Uh, the shoulder pouchons are Rex's. The, the little helmet antenna thing, that comes from Rex. The helmets look like they come from just a standard version 3 clone trooper. Uh, the backpacks, I have no idea. Those may be custom molds, but yeah, just 
great stuff. Yeah, so this is from at Josh DeLeff. Yeah, that's the photographer, on, on, and then the, the custom figures come from at uh, DTG figures. And also, Josh, what I think you might have here is the most likes ever on a Star Wars time yeah, was, show that was, Instagram. That's crazy. Shit. So, yeah, he Josh wins the award. I mean, it just goes to show you how fucking crazy Instagram's algorithm truly is. Yeah, I mean, this is a. I mean, usually. At this point in our Instagram, you know, life, we're we're getting you guys upwards of 100, 120, 130, crossing the 150 every now and then. Josh DeLeff with this shot here got 287 likes on the Star Wars Time yeah, Show so share. People out I mean, there like them some custom arc troopers. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful shot. And like you mentioned, so just a simple composition with... The atmosphere aerosol and then the the two arc trooper custom figures outside one holding up the the b1 battle droid and a very like it is a very fantastic pose that josh put together here i mean you can see the way that the helmet is is just is created and the way that the helmet looks just has a menacing look about its face but the way that it's positioned and then the gun also you know positioning the, the hand with that blaster kind of pointing up at the battle droid. And then his original caption, you know, where's Grievous? Fantastic, uh, fantastic posing, fantastic everything done really here by, by at Josh DeLeff on Instagram. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. It's, kind of, it's my style. I mean, that's how it I is. roll. I, I'm trying to go a little more action-oriented, but sometimes I just overthink it and bumblefuck it up. So it's like <laughs> I'm just going to get back to my simple just pose them naturally take a shot try to capture some sort of scene or feeling and that's when you know you've taken a good shot when, when you when 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 you look at a shot and you feel a scene or you can feel the emotion of the scene like when you look at josh's shot here i can feel this trooper yelling where's grievous you know you can tell he's pissed you can tell the droid's uncomfortable so i dig it yeah so final member of the top five here goes to at I think it's Robel Scott. So I think it's his last name plus his first name. Yeah, yeah. We'll and what I really enjoy or Rob about Scott. this. Yeah, Robles, something like that. What I really <laughs> enjoy about this shot is that we we get to see one. I think that's IG-88 there. I'm not sure if this is just another, you know, assassin. It's 88. It, I mean, just yeah. I know in Mandalorian it's, it's not 88, and we've said it's 88. I believe that one's going to be 86 or something like that or another number. But either way, th- this is 88. Yeah, so, I mean, this is – we get to see a fantastic IG-88. And then also what really makes this shot pop is the – the charred and destroyed corpse of a fucking stormtrooper that we see laying at his feet. Um, and then you add in the, the setting that we're in here. It looks like we're almost in like a Tatooine style back alley. Like, like IG just found this fucking trooper and just destroyed him in the alley. Yeah, I mean, he looks like, I think this is a min bomb trooper based on the look and he's wearing a cape. So yeah. he, he was naturally kind of, Dirty looking, anyways, but it does. I mean, it's it's basically like a crime scene here. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a murder bot crime scene. Yeah, I mean, IG. I don't know if this guy had a hit out on him because we know that IG is an assassin droid. He's a bounty hunter. Um, but this this shot, it really does just have this. Like, this feels like some shit that I could see in the Mandalorian. Like, yeah, I feel exactly. Like this could be a scene exactly. From I mean, that that's one hundred percent Mando type of of scenery right there. Yeah, so 
it really just it really does just kind of pop. It's very simple in terms of you know the posing and the and the composition here because you have IG that's standing there in a pretty you know not not like an action oriented or like a menacing pose, but you know what that character can do, and then you see like this this dead stormtrooper that's essentially just slumped against the wall and and IG's just kind of looking over his corpse. So I thought that was a really just yeah. fantastic job of Kill capturing confirmed. Him. Yeah. I I really like the lighting in this. That's what drew, drew me to it where it's very uh kind of pronounced to signify that 88's in a doorway of some sort. Yeah. Uh, and then it just splashes a little bit on one of his sides of his dome face. And then you kind of get the, the light splash on the window and the textures of this alley or building they're in. I it just, I, I love lighting. Good lighting can do so much for a picture. Yeah. And we see that. Uh, with and this, this definitely, and even with the lighting's one thing, but you get that just faint hint of atmosphere. It really, really sells a shot. And I have finally, I don't know if I told this on the last one, but my mom was bothering me. Hey, what do you want for your birthday? You know, I'm going to be 39. I don't really ask for gifts anymore. It seems weird. <laughs> uh, but most of you know, I mean, your, your mom especially, they, they can't help themselves. And it's great. I'm not complaining. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've been wanting to try it. I just haven't felt like buying it myself. So I, I was like, get me a case of atmosphere aerosol. There you so go. So I now have it in hand. I haven't broken it out yet because I had that marathon weekend sessions a few weeks back so i'm kind of burnt out again but you never know i'm also a ready sets influencer now and that just showed up so now i have to start doing some shots with that stuff so nice. we'll see we'll see but uh robel scott here rob Scott, whatever your name is you can definitely take some kick-ass star wars shots you're on the radar you have been and uh, i'm glad nick kind of snagged you here for the top five because this was a very uh, it's just a great looking scene. I mean, it, a very gritty looking, lifelike feeling Star Wars shot. Absolutely. All right, my friends. So uh, that kind of ends this first ever recording on a Monday type of former Friday show, and uh, I think it, uh, I think it went well. I think it went went pretty good. It was we had a little bit of a technical issue that you guys will never know about, but Nick and I had to deal with. We had some wee woos going on and some beep boops, <laughs> but we got solved. Nick plugged R two into the hypercomputer, so you know what you need to do now. It's that time of the show where we got to say goodbye. I know it's sad. It's sad. We gotta say goodbye to our buddies like Jesse and Jared and the rest of you people that interact with us now. Papa Palpatine and his brother. Remember the clone troopers. See, we, we've got a following now, my friends. So if you want to get on this train, what you need to do is go to StarWarsTime.net. And just if you're on a desktop, look in the top right. There's a subscribe to podcast link. That's all you need to click on. You go there. You get all the platforms we're on. And we are on all the platforms. I don't want to hear any bitching. And if those aren't good enough for you, you can also get us on YouTube, which you can find on StarWarsTime.net as well. And once you get there... We cannot tell you how important it is to subscribe, like, rate, and review every single episode. All right? I know you can't review every episode on iTunes, but rate, like, do what you got to do. It helps us immensely in the search engine optimization game for our podcast. You know, so when people type in the best Star Wars podcasts, the more likes, the more rates, the more reviews... Star Wars time will start lifting above the rest of the crap, right? Make us oil in water and let us rise to the top 
of the Star Wars podcast kingdom, you know you want to do it. And yes, my fingers were waving, so you just got hit with a Jedi mind trick. All right, people, until next time, may the Force be with you always. (laughs) 